from the Mercy One Studio. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by well, Farm Bureau agents Cindy now, Schulte, here a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. Cindy Schulte. Catholic Women Now is also underwritten I think we got it. We got Vermar some security. playback that we're working security with there. Solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Welcome to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are delighted that you are spending time with us today. Maybe you're here live with us here at 9 a.m. and you're or you're listening via the Iowa Catholic Radio app. We have listeners near and far, Chris. I was talking to somebody last night, a gentleman from Washington State, telling him about the show, and he goes, oh, my wife and I are going to listen. So, oh, hello, fun. Washington State Welcome listeners. in. Welcome in. Gosh, from all ends of the nation, right? Yeah, all the ends of the earth, right? Isn't that yes. where we preach the gospel to all the nations? That's right. And and speaking of preaching to all the nations, Katie Patrizio from uh, St. Cecilia's in Ames is going to be with us today, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about the idea that what St. Athanasius first actually talked to us about. He said, God became man. Now, get this, listeners. God became man so that man might become God. I know. That sounds heavy, but yes. I tell you, I've heard Katie speak. I've heard her teach at the Catechetical Institute. If anybody can break this down and make it easy to understand, it's Katie. Yes. So, um, yes. And just, then once in a while, she'll sprinkle in a little humor, too. <laughs> yes. She's got some good stories, and hopefully she'll have some today to share with us, too. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Should we start with prayer? Let's do that. Name the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Name the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, do you know what today is? This is the feast. This is the... um, Day of um, the apparitions at Fatima. Right? Yes, the first apparition at Fatima, May, May 13th. 13. And prior to that, it was also known as the, uh, I think, I don't know if it was feast or memorial, I think memorial to Our Lady of the um, Adoration. I, I'm very impressed because I didn't tell listeners, I didn't tell her segment. ahead of time I was going to ask her that. <laughs> but you maybe. must have been listening to John Leonetti this morning too, huh? No, I wasn't. I was, you know, I was still in Mass. You just know your stuff. You just Julie all Catholic Nelson. <laughs> no, I did a little research. I, I no, I'm not that qu- I'm not that quick off the top of my head. But um, anyway, yeah, I know. So this is a big day. Yeah, it's a, it yeah. is. It is so and fun. If, and I really encourage re- listeners to read up on Fatima. It's fascinating. It's it's time. It's a message for our times right yeah. now. Even though it was over a hundred years ago, yes, it's still a message for our last, time. Last year during COVID, we actually had um, the statue of Our Lady of Fatima come and stay at our house. Yes, and the man that brings her in you know you you do prayers and you do some things with her it was really interesting i kind of had a little party around it you know just with some neighbors and then he said to me he goes well i'm gonna be here overnight would you like her to spend the night here and i'm like really she can stay here she there's a peace or there's some kind of presence of the lord that she brings that Mm -hmm. you know that statue itself is not alive or anything but there's just you know the holy mother knows that you're honoring her and her son and so i think it's really powerful but that was so cool because that night then we were like, we can't just leave her down here. So we took her up into our bedroom and we put her on the dresser and she sat there and looked at us all night. <laughs> oh, beautiful. She watched over <laughs> she you just like a mother would. Watch yeah, over her it, children. It was so special. And I, you know, I, I guess I, 
I've been to Medjugorje, so I, I loved, you know, the Holy Mother from Medjugorje. And, but, you know, haven't been to Fatima, but boy, was that powerful. Oh, that's beautiful, Chris. Mm-hmm. It's it very awesome. beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's our mother. Mm-hmm. She's our mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, we got some great things coming up here at Iowa Catholic Radio. We have the Iowa Catholic Men's Conference is Saturday, May 22nd at the Embassy Suites downtown. Downtown. It starts with Mass at 7 a.m. And speakers include Gary Dolphin and Tim Jamison, hosted by our very own Joan Stopulus and John Leonetti. Yep. So get your men signed up, ladies. Catholic yes. women now. Get your Catholic men signed up now. <laughs> and men who are listening, do it. Yeah. Yeah, you'll love it. It's it's just a morning, so you can get out and, you know, golf or do whatever it is after. Yeah, it's after nice. It, it's it makes a short doable. day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, little little shot in the arm. Yeah, I'm sure people are getting their golf clubs out now this time of year. The Iowa Catholic Radio Golf Classic, presented by the Liturgical Institute, is Wednesday, June 23rd at the Legacy Golf Club. In Norwalk, shotgun begins at 10 a.m. You gonna be there? I don't know. I don't know. Last time I went, I drove the cart. That's my my specialty. Driving yeah, the cart. I, last time I went, I didn't finish my round because it took me so long. <laughs> well, it was kind of. It started to rain, if I remember right. <laughs> hey, right, we've got another great event that you just want to mark your calendars for. The Iowa Catholic Radio Foundation welcomes country artist Lori Morgan to the Horizon Events Center July fifteenth with Jesse Keith Whitley and Eli Elger. Learn more about reserving a table at celebratecountry.org. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Get your cowboy boots that's out, Chris, right. and that's shine them right. up. <laughs> that's right. Thank you to Cindy Schulte of Farm Bureau Financial Services for underwriting Catholic Women Now. Cindy is an authorized independent agent. She and her team provide health insurance options from Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. She's on the web at cindyschulte.com or by calling 515-226-2111. This is Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will welcome in our guest, Katie Patrizio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Bell Brothers Heating and Air Conditioning, supplying residential heating and cooling along with light to medium commercial HVAC and plumbing services. BellBrothers.com. Iowa Catholic Radio thanks Bell Brothers Heating and Air Conditioning for their support. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. svdpdsm.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Thank you, Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, for underwriting Catholic Women Now. As an authorized independent agent, Cindy's team can provide health insurance options from Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. Cindy Schulte at 1315 50th Street in West Des Moines or on the web at cindyschulte.com. 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Products available at Farm Bureau Financial Services. The Iowa Catholic Men's Conference is Saturday, May 22nd at the Embassy Suites downtown, starting with Mass at 7 a.m. Speakers include Gary Dolphin and Tim Jamison, hosted by Joe Stopulis and John Leonetti. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com slash events. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, a Catholic-owned family business providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Hi, this is Joe Stopulus. Thank you to construction professionals for underwriting Man Up. Monday mornings at 9 on Iowa Catholic Radio. Construction professionals, a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. 
cpcustomhomes.com. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are delighted today to have as our guest Katie Patrizio. Katie is the director. Director of Faith Formation at St. Cecilia's Catholic Church in Ames, Iowa. Katie has a um, bachelor's degree in theology and philosophy from Franciscan University. Steubenville, wow. I know. Steubenville Mm. rocks. I know. And she has a master's in biblical theology from St. Paul... John Paul the Great in San Diego, California. That sounds like another wonderful institution. I know. So so we're greatly blessed to have Katie with us today. So Katie, welcome to Catholic Woman Now. Thank you for having me. So, St. Athanasius, God became man so that man might become God. Let's unpack that. I mean, how many people are sitting out there going, what? We're going to become like God or we're going to become God? What? That almost sounds sacrilegious. It does. It does. It's uh, it's like if you were playing like a true or false game, and did <laughs> Saint Athanasius really say that? But it's true that he actually said that. He said God became man so that man might become God, and it's not just Saint Athanasius that says this. And Athanasius is actually one of the later church fathers to say this. So he wrote from uh, in the early to mid three hundreds. And then we have we have Irenaeus, who died in 202. He said something similar. Clement of Alexandria, who died in 215. He said something similar even earlier than all three of them. Justin Martyr, who died in 165. He said, we are deemed worthy of becoming gods and having power to become sons of the Most High. So it is true that the early church fathers, including St. Athanasius, forward this idea that God became man so that man might become God. My first Very beautiful. My first thought is we all have souls and those are divine. You know, so that that does make sense. But then I kind of think, okay, no wait a minute. But when I die I'm going to get my body back and my body's not divine. <laughs> so I wouldn't say I wouldn't say our souls are divine, but I think maybe what you're getting at is is that they are immortal. Yes. Um, And and, uh, so uh, the fact that we have a soul, um, an immortal soul with two powers attached to it, the powers of intellect and will, are things that make us like God. So God has an intellect and a will as well. And the fact that we have intellect and will are what makes us like God. That's what makes us in His image. Um, But that is just not enough for Him. And if you read through the Scriptures and you study the lives of the saints, you discover that, um, that God is always outdoing Himself in generosity. So He created us in His image with this intellect and will in order to know and love like He does, something that none of the other creatures that He created have, and yet it's still not enough for him. He desires to draw us up into divinity to make us into gods. It's an incredible idea. Well, I I was thinking too, you know, God is such a, he's such a God of order and a great plan that goes beyond us, but he gives us ways that we can share in this divine life. It's not just like we're born and that's it. We, we were made in his image. So can you share a little bit with how he, he, he has that in place in our faith where we can share in the divine life and tap into sure. that? Yeah, yeah. So um, our divine life, and it's very accurate to say that, actually, 
uh, to call it divine life. Our divine life begins at baptism, and this is why our baptism is so deeply important. So um, we often think that baptism, its primary um, goal is to cleanse us from sin, and though that is deeply important, it's actually kind of a secondary thing. So what baptism does for us, it does cleanse us from sin, but it also bestows on us a share in divine life. Um, So God breathes his life into us so that um, uh, theologians will say, what Jesus has by nature, we have by grace, divine sonship. So through adoption at our baptism, God literally draws us into his very life and shares his life with us. And this is the beginning of our divine life, but our whole spiritual life and our continued uh, life uh, of, of, of Christianity is meant to uh, we are meant to allow God to continue that work in us and kind of get out of the way, if you will, and allow His Holy Spirit to inflame and empower us and work in us so that it's God acting in us. And this is the idea, like, we talk about God became man so that man might become God. It's this notion of theosis, becoming God. Well, how can we, quote-unquote, become God? Well, He breathes His life into us, and he can act in us then insofar as we get out of the way and let him act in us. So uh, basically what you're saying is, well, I guess what I'm taking from this is we can see how the God, how God works through us and is working to make us divine just by the way that the gifts of the Holy Spirit work through us. Absolutely. So the Holy Spirit is what empowers us to to act like God, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you t- you mentioned at the beginning that we have a soul. So the soul is the animating principle of of of, of us. You know, um, when we die, the definition of death is the separation of the soul from the body. So the soul is the animating principle of us. So then, when we consider that God breathes His life into us, His Holy Spirit into us, that Holy Spirit then becomes, or it can become, if we get out of the way, quote unquote. It becomes the animating force in our lives, and that's how we can literally act like God if we get out of the way and let Him act in us. And I and, go ahead. And so it's through grace that gives us that um, animation. It animates us. It kind of like charges us, fires us exactly, up. absolutely. And, and then we have. Then we're empowered. We we can go forth and 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 be more like god to others is and that kind of right yes. so in lay terms the way i'm i'm imagining this is you see people that have gifts of the holy spirit that are so active you begin to see god working through them but what i'm what i'm going to ask you now katie is i always you know when when the holy spirit works through my prayers or whatever i always imagine that you know i i mean i understood that the holy spirit was working through me but are you saying that i'm becoming divine by that work <laughs> Indeed, I am. So in some ways, you already are, um, by grace of your baptism. Um, But when we talk about uh, being in the image of God and being in His likeness, these are two distinct things. So image, you know, and and image really refers to um, having this intellect and will. Um, Image can never go away, but likeness is something that we influence insofar as we allow God to act in us. So you, Mm. by grace of your baptism, in a manner of speaking, you have already been divinized, but God allows us freedom, and so we have the opportunity to allow that divinization to transform us or to allow grace to be in vain. St. Paul talks about um, we can accept grace or otherwise grace is something that we receive 
in vain. And so there's always a cooperation required. So the sum total is, in a way, you've already been divinized, and yet at the same time, it requires a sort of assent and a docility and allowance of God to do that divinization in you. Because okay. he, he, he respects our free will that he's given us. In that he always does, yeah. yeah. But even even those people that don't make it to heaven that end up in hell, they still have been given divine life, but it's it's eternity in in the place that he didn't desire for us. They've completely rejected that gift. So you know you can be baptized and still choose separation from God in hell. And the the sadness of that is that they have rejected what they deeply desire and what God has actually fulfilled for us. So this is this is a fascinating idea, too, when we go back to, you know, the beginning of Scripture, Genesis uh, chapter 3. Why, how does Satan tempt Adam and Eve um, to eat the, the forbidden fruit? He says, um, you will not die. When you eat of it, you shall be like God. And so that was the temptation for Adam and Eve. It was the desire for Adam and Eve. They wanted to be like God. The irony is that God wants us to be like God. He just has to do that work in us. We can't become God of our own accord. And so every human has an innate desire to be like God. And God does not reject this desire. He just, he is God. And so we have to imitate him to become God. And who is God? Loving, humble, He's not prideful, right? And mm-hmm. what Satan mm-hmm. calls us to is pride. And so what Adam and Eve were grasping at was a desire to be like God, but they went, around, they went about it completely the wrong way. And so those in hell uh, have the same desire that we do, but they've rejected the very gift that will make them happy, which mm-hmm. God gives. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Well, we're going to have to take a break here, Katie. And when we come back, we'll talk more, a little bit more about this and maybe get into some more of the practical application of this in our own lives. So stay tuned. This is Catholic Women Now in Iowa Catholic Radio talking with our guest, Katie Patrizio. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics. Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Bell Brothers Heating and Air Conditioning, supplying residential heating and cooling along with light to medium commercial HVAC and plumbing services. BellBrothers.com. Iowa Catholic Radio thanks Bell Brothers Heating and Air Conditioning for their support. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. St. Vincent de Paul's assists those living in poverty to become self-sufficient. Learn more at svdpsm.org or call 515-282-8327. This message brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. 
The Iowa Catholic Men's Conference is Saturday, May 22nd at the Embassy Suites downtown, starting with Mass at 7 a.m. Speakers include Gary Dolphin and Tim Jamison, hosted by Joe Stopulis and John Leonetti. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com slash events. Hi, this is Joe Stopulis. Thank you to construction professionals for underwriting Man Up. Monday mornings at 9 on Iowa Catholic Radio. Construction professionals, a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio, where we are speaking with Katie Patrizio on the concept of God became man, so that man might become God. Katie, there is this Bible scripture quote you have here that I just love, Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So Katie, tell us, how can we have Christ live in us in our regular day-to-day life, the mom who has the kids, the dad who goes off to work. And continue to work on becoming divine. Uh, d- yeah, yeah, in our prayer life, in our in our vocations. Yeah, that's a big question. Yeah, we have about five minutes for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so when, we, when we're talking about theosis, so the God became man so that man might become God, um, God in his... In his um, uh, great benevolence gives us the image of what that looks like. So we can be like, well, what does theosis actually look like? And it actually looks like Jesus. So in our Lord, we have the perfect unity of the divine and the human. So Jesus has a human will that's perfectly united to his divine will. Jesus has a human intellect that's perfectly united to his divine intellect. And so we see um, a human mind and will completely united to a divine mind and will. And this is what divinization looks like for us. So we are called to become another Christ, which is why Paul says in Galatians, I have been crucified with, with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So we want to become more like Christ, this perfect unity of God and man in our very being, which is who Jesus is, the perfect unity of God and man. So first and foremost, we can just dive into the Gospels, and we can get to know the heart of our Lord, and we can, um, we can explore how Jesus acted, and we can read between the lines and meditate on his life and ask ourselves, what would our Lord have done in particular situations? And this is this is the, the easiest way at the beginning to try to understand how we can get out of the way and allow um, God to divinize us, right? The old, the old bracelets that said, what would Jesus do? <laughs> right, right, yeah. for sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we can also look to, we can look back to where we just were before the break. We can look back to um, Genesis, though, to try to get um, some more particular practices that we can take up to allow theosis to take place in our life. Um, so I mentioned that, uh, you know, Adam and Eve were desiring what God wanted to give them all along. Um, and we see in Genesis um, characteristics um, that the, the forbidden fruit had. It was good for food, a delight to the eyes, and desirable to make one wise. Um, and we see in this threefold thing um, a threefold concupiscence, all right? And I'll try to, to make this short so we don't run out of time, but... Essentially, 
Um, James tells us later in Scripture that all that is sin, all that is in the world and all that is sin, is either lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, or pride of life. And the Church recognizes this and gives us certain practices to counteract this threefold concupiscence. So, for example, during Lent, we practice prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, which counteracts the threefold concupiscence of lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. The Church also gives us what we call the evangelical counsels, poverty, chastity, and obedience. Now, we see these um, practiced mostly in consecrated life, or they're practiced in a radical way in consecrated life, but all Christians are called to practice the evangelical counsels, poverty, chastity, and obedience. And I think the most important of these actually is obedience. Poverty and chastity are things that we have to practice in order to sub, um, uh, put into submission our lower passions, like our, our flesh, our humanity. But obedience is something that even Satan, who is a pure spirit, um, needed to practice. And so, in sum, <coughs> meditate on the Gospels, and then seek opportunities to relinquish your will, to oh. practice obedience. Mm-hmm. This yeah. can happen mm-hmm. all throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, with our family, with our coworkers. Um, with people on the on the street, right, um, driving right. down the street, there's always opportunities to relinquish our will. And when we practice this obedience, which counteracts pride, God is able to work in us. Mm. That's beautiful. That is so beautiful. It's just like becoming closer to Christ and in, mm-hmm. in, in your prayer life, mm-hmm. in your life, and mm-hmm. and uh, living more virtue. So, Katie, oh my gosh, there was so much in this uh, half hour, and we could go so much further, but thank you so much for joining us today on Catholic Women Now to, to unpack this whole idea of becoming more like God. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. I'm grateful. Thank you. Yeah. God bless you. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, a Catholic-owned family business providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, online, permarsecurity.com. Should we close out on a little prayer? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, good Lord, we love you. We have no idea how to become more like you, but by the power of your Holy Spirit, you show us the way. And we just ask you, show us the way, Lord, even in those times when we don't want to, when when we're throwing temper tantrums and going against your will. Lord God, I just ask that you put a barrier up, and I pray that you give us a new direction, Lord God. Put a desire to love you and to be divine, to be like you in our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to even ask. In your name, Jesus, we pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Catholic Women Now, broadcasting from the Mercy One studio. Would you please consider to help us in our mission here to teach, evangelize, and spread the Catholic faith by considering a $30 a month gift? Um, you can donate securely online, or you can go to uh, call or text 515-223-1150. The Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is up next at 930. It is also prayed daily at 530 a.m. and 930 p.m. Now go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder on the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic Radio.